Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the fastest of magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, I'm back to talk about another barrier and roadblock to soul evolution. In this next one, I am labeling as or calling divergent deception. Divergent deception. Divergent in the fact that it refers to moving in different directions, deviating off a path or moving away from something or apart from um, each other, two points moving in divergent ways. And that is something that we need to talk about as we're thinking about it from a soul perspective, which is the substance of your life. This is where the deception comes in. So remember what I just finished saying about divergent, which you're kind of veering off, moving in different directions. And now the deception comes in is it has an impact on our soul perspective and what it needs in order for it not to actually have a divergent viewpoint, not to actually be deceived, but it needs something else. And that's what I'm going to be talking about in a few minutes. But first, I want to talk about more of what this aspect of deception happens in a world which we're living in a fast-paced world, fast-paced society, in which we're trying to get things done. We're trying to make sure that we're making a livelihood, that we have solid relationships, and that we want to have a sense of people enjoying us, appreciating us, liking us. And that's where deception can come in because we don't realize subtly we may be deceiving not only other people, but we also can be deceiving ourselves. And I talk a little bit about that with Defiant Dishonesty in episode 16. And so if you want to go back and listen to that, you that would be great. But as relates to what I'm talking about now, is that it could be something as simple in terms of this divergent deception. It can be something simple as you're not telling the accurateness that you may, for example, say to a person, I went to bed at 10 p.m., but in actuality, you went to bed at 2 a.m. And you're just saying you went to bed at 10 p.m. because you thought that's what people needed to hear or wanted to hear because that's what they usually do. And so you wanted to be in alignment with what they do. But secretly, you know you went to bed at 2 a.m. Nothing wrong with that, right? Well, when you're talking about the soul and soul evolution, these little subtleties over the long haul do have an impact on our soul. But let's just continue about this area of divergent deception. Or you may be at work and you get to work at 8.30, but others you tell that you got to work at 8 a.m. 
Or in a personal relationship, you tell your partner that you got into an accident and it really was the other person's fault in terms of you getting into an accident, but you didn't share that you were texting while you were driving, potentially creating a distraction and maybe why you ended up getting into an accident because your attention was elsewhere. So it's these little subtle things that we're doing that are creating some degrees of deception that we have to be more attuned to if we're walking a spiritual path. We have to be more aware of when we find ourselves engaging in conversations or doing things that are not really on the mark. They're not really true. I'd like to talk about, before I talk about impact upon soul evolution, five types of deception that affect the soul creating a a roadblock to your soul's advancement, continued movement forward, or slowing it down in some ways. Number one of this deception that is created is simply lying. It's like the white lies, quote unquote. Stating something that you know is not accurate, not true, not in alignment, which is more appropriate, to be able to say to what your reality is and what you did. It's like the same thing I was saying earlier about saying you you, you got in at 8.30, but saying you really got in at 8, 8 a.m. to work. And plus you wanted to let people know or perceive that you were getting in on time and which you actually did not. And we do these types of things in order not to make waves and also to gain acceptance or approval. But these white lies do have an impact upon the soul. Now, the second area of these five types of deceptions is overstating or stretching the truth. It's kind of like you're exaggerating the truth in order to get a laugh or have people to enjoy you or think you're amusing. And this can be really similar to fabricating a story, which is leading to maybe this kind of overstatement that impacts your interactions, you're exaggerating what happened in a fight, for example, with a partner or family member to get their sympathy, get the alliance against the other relative or or person, friend, or whatever it may be. But again, so the first one is like a white lie. The second one is overstating or stretching the truth which are kind of this exaggeration taking place. The third type of deception is something known as concealment. And this boils down to omitting or hiding relevant information. Like the example I gave earlier about leaving out that part when you were driving and you got into an accident and you were texting that could have contributed to the accident. That's an example. You probably can think of other ways in which there is concealment that goes on. You're not quite telling everything. You put it behind a wall. And so they don't see the other components of things that are taking place. And as I'm talking about this, it is good for you to think about how has this happened in my world and in my interactions with others and personally as well as professionally so that you can be able to identify And that's one of the first aspects of all of this is when we can identify it happening, then we can do something about it. Now, the fourth one of this type of deception that can happen to us that gets us more into kind of a divergent off the path into the wilderness (laughs) in our interactions. The fourth one is equivocation. 
And equivocation is using ambiguity and using ambiguous language to be evasive, not telling the truth. See, we keep on coming about that, that aspect of not telling the truth. That is so evasive that we don't quite understand what the other person is trying to share with us. So you may just drop it and let it go. It can be a clever way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a clever way to avoid. And how we're being avoidant is by being vague to what the truth really is. It sometimes may relate to, like, for example, not unpleasant truth about being demoted, like in, from, in the military, as an example. You're in the military, you went in, but you did some behaviors that weren't uh, in honor of the standards of the military or the behaviors of what you need to be in the military. And you got demoted in the military and you don't want people to know you got demoted. So you get very vague about what, what went on in your time and tenure in the military. Or it could be like having a project um, taken, um, taken away from you. Uh, with that particular project being taken away, you don't want people to know that you were, it was given to someone else. So you make up something and you say it was just meant to be, that you weren't supposed to work on that project because you didn't like, didn't like the project. So this equivocation, this vagueness that you're giving to which you know that there is some more background that you're not sharing with other individuals. Now, the fifth way in which we can deceive or be deceptive relates to self-deception, allowing oneself to believe that a false or unvalidated idea or situation or the feelings that you're having is true. And it's not really necessarily true, but you're deceiving yourself in believing that it is. And this can come through convincing that the non-truth is really true to what you believe in, or maybe a partial truth, but it's still under this umbrella of self-deception. We're deceiving ourselves. And there are two types of self-deception that we may engage in. All of this is all happening relating to divergent deception and how we're going to get into talking about the impact on the soul. So that when when we're moving under this umbrella of self-deception, there are two t- other types that I think are important to know about. And this relates to lying that can entrap or create a barrier for the soul because it relates to hmm, pathological lying. That there's sometimes this incessant lying that takes place that creates a, a challenge for the soul because the soul and gets his marching orders from what we're doing, what we're saying, what we're thinking, and allowing the soul to either advance or not advance. So this incessant lying that we've gotten ourselves into, which I like to think about, it can be more like a habit pattern that people don't believe what we're saying after a while or anything we're saying. And some people believe that it can relate to a more severe type of issue that are going on that happens with, you know, antisocial personality types that they're, you know, always which they're not necessarily aware of, but it is happening for them. That is kind of this quality or habit trait of not telling the truth. And over time, consistently happening becomes pathological. That means it becomes more ingrained. 
as a part of the reality what a person is dealing with. So it's a slippery slope down the mountain and they just realize, realize I'm just, you know, slipping down that mountain and this is just the way it is in terms of when they get to ground zero, okay, this is my reality and that reality is now totally distorted. And that reality that's now being distorted, wouldn't you think it would have an impact on your soul and what your soul needs in order for it to be anchored in something greater than itself? But it's now living in the world of illusions or delusions that are taking place. Have you thought about that? Now, the second out of this self-deception, besides pathological lying, is compulsive lying. And this type of lying can move into a habit that's taking place. And what I mean by compulsive lying, it's the bending of the truth about small or great or large things or events that have happened or have not happened, or you're looking at things in a way that of how you want it to happen, and therefore that's how you talk about it. And it can feel awkward because you're so used to not telling the truth that when you do tell the truth, it's awkward. And it's also awkward for your soul. But your soul actually wants you to be truthful. And with this process of these qualities that get into divergent deception for the soul, as we talked about the white lies, or we talked about the overstating or exaggeration of the truth, or the concealment that can take place, or the equivocation of the ambivalence of how we go about vagueness and how we go about talking about things, and the self-deception that can take place, that you're really not focused on telling or allowing yourself to tell the truth, but you're believing what you want to believe that may be a non-truth. And another level that can be on that continuum, if on the one side is white lies that take place with deception, and on the other extreme is this self-deception, and under that self-deception is issues relate to pathological lying or compulsive lying, where we're on this now world of illusions that are being created that are trying to make one feel comfortable, but it's not landing on solid ground of being truthful. And this is what the soul needs. One of the superpowers of the soul is truthfulness. But when we're not being truthful, then we're living in a world that is created by our ego. Something I've talked about periodically and will probably continue to talk about is the ego persona. The ego persona always is wanting to be in part of the limelight or wanting to be looked at in a favorable light. It can be very much ego-driven in terms of making sure people like them, him or her. What you're having to do is be like a, 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 a hawk and watch yourself for when you're knowing that this divergent deception is taking place in a subtle way through white lies or more overt ways through pathological and compulsive lying. We have to know when we're getting divergent, we're off the path of the true path that allows the soul to flower and to grow and what that looks like. So when I talk about the superpower of truth to help you to be anchored in something greater than yourself, which is your evolution to that God source, the I am presence, the Atman, whatever you want to call the Buddha, 
that Buddha has said, you know, we live in a world of deception. And so we have to be really astutely aware when the ego is wanting us to go, go down a path of deception and when the soul needs to go down the path of truthfulness, of honesty. We have to cultivate in the helping of our soul this awareness of what is true and what is not true. Otherwise, we live in a foggy world and everything is fog around us. We don't know which way to go. So we just kind of make a way through the fog in the best way we can, but we don't have a compass. And that compass that we need to help when we're in this kind of state of decept- deception is what we say to ourselves. What we're saying to ourselves Is this true? What I'm saying, is it true? We have to challenge ourselves sometimes because of the desire of wanting to be liked or approved or accepted or to feel a greater sense of confidence. We end up going down the pathway of the illusion of the ego to give us that, but it's false gold. It's false gold. It's not the gold that the soul is needing to be anchored in. It is not the trueness of who we need what the soul needs in order to enhance its progress and create a greater sense of calmness and centeredness and a greater sense of attunement to our inner self and the promptings that is being given to us because we have diverged off the path. We've went down some alleys and other ways, but we have not been true to the path of being truthful. And we're not aware of the fact that divergent deception keeps us bound bound to living in a false reality that imprisons our soul, knowingly or unknowingly. It reminds me of the times during the Greek times of Pallas Athena. And one of the things she held in her hand was a spear that could pierce through the illusions or delusions that are around us. And I think of it as a sort of truth, cutting through the real from the unreal, piercing the false living or deceptions or illusions that make, make up lies that we are telling ourselves or telling others. And so when we're not telling the truth, then we're living in that world of illusion. But what the soul needs and for its enhancement and its development is the world of truthfulness, objectivity, honesty, it needing to be able to clear the fog to see things as they are. And sometimes we can call upon this energy of, Lord, give me the courage to see things as they are. And knowing that, I will have the resources to be able to deal with what I'm seeing. In many ways, in order to move out of this divergent deception that can occur subtly or overtly in our worlds, we have to be the ones to guard, protect, and save our soul, the substance of our life. And that means we have to be the champions of truth. I'm not saying we have to be perfect. We have to do it right all the time, but we gotta be on the path of doing it more consistently, being willing to see the truth. And that means we have to be willing to check ourselves and ask ourselves about what's really happening here. Do I really need to say this this way? Or is there a better way that I can say it that is honoring that flame or that sense of truth? And we have to ask that of other people when we're hearing what they're saying. Is this true? You know what they're saying to me? Especially if your gut tells you there's something missing here. 
And sometimes we have to be able to ask a person, is there something else you need to tell me that I haven't already told me? And they may say, uh, yeah, I need to let you know about this over here, that I was texting and while I was driving, and that may have contributed. But the mere fact that we're willing to ask the question in a compassionate, kind way, the person is more open maybe to tell us more information that helps them and also helps you in your discriminating wisdom with your own soul, because your soul will give you promptings. It will help you to know, "Mm, my gut tells me there's something missing here. So we can always be willing to ask the person what else, you know, is what you like to share with me. It is up to them whether they want to do it or not. But you're listening to your soul and your, your soul is now helping you to understand and navigate through life. And that's a precious thing. So the other aspect of this truthfulness is you have to be willing to speak only the truth. And for things you are uncertain about or uncomfortable about, okay, then you may just say, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I need to give more thought to that when you're talking to other individuals for yourselves. But you're trying to be willing to speak the truth as much as you're able to. And sometimes we have to pause and take a break and think about it a little bit more about how we want to frame something or say something. Okay, that's fine. But your your path is one of, am I being truthful here? And I'm being clear And what I need to say here, remember that vagueness that happens with concealment? Well, you're trying to get away from that as much as possible. And the beautiful thing about life is every day is a new day to be able to try and keep on trying to do better and better in the soul's evolution and advancement. And when you're able to catch yourself and pivot and say things that are more in honor of that flame of truth and honesty, it builds integrity. And when you notice that you're saying something that's not quite on the mark and you are willing to say, "Mm, let me change that a little bit. I want to say it this way. It's a better way for me to say it. That is the way that you honor your soul and you honor your ability to build your character and your soul's advances through your integrating of your character of that flame of truth and honesty and also perceptiveness to be able to Be maybe even an example to other people knowingly or unknowingly around you. Hmm. Something to think about. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Adventures, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Mastering Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.